0: Hello, Veggie Mates. Welcome back to the Veg Talk podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Davy, and this week is a little bit different. We are going to be chatting with you, Anna and myself, just about our experience on the road, fielding a few questions from you, uh, and answering them in the best way possible. And yeah, I really hope you enjoyed this one. It's a little bit of an insight into what we've been up to since the podcast began, uh, back when we were in Boston. I was working a nine-to-five job, why we've decided to travel, what it's like being vegan on the road, also what it's like traveling and working together as a couple, uh, how we're able to afford what we're doing, and also what is next, what are our plans for when we get back to the States. So yeah, hope you enjoy the show, and I'll talk to you on the other side. All right, we're rolling. We're back here. For another episode of Veg Talk, ladies and gentlemen, it's a bit of a different episode as you just heard in the introduction, but uh, Anna and I wanted to take this opportunity where we don't have as many guests scheduled to, yeah, have a chat and check back in with you guys because I think it's really been since the introduction episode, which I did back in, I think, July of 2018 where you last heard from me directly, uh, a lot's happened since then. Uh, if you are following the Instagram account at vegtalk, uh you would have seen that Anna and I have been on the road for a little bit and we've yeah we've taken the podcast with us, and it's been an awesome experience, but you've probably got some questions and we did field some uh, through the Instagram account, so thanks to those who sent them in uh, but we just wanted to yeah take the opportunity to go through some stuff so welcome welcome Anna Alakon, episode number three, I believe. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Hello, good to have you back.
1: thanks for having me again.
0: No worries you've <laughs> just you've been a little little director slash producer for the last you know four or five months as we've been traveling so I greatly appreciate that. you guys don't really see it but behind the scenes as we've started doing more video and and whatnot um Anna is yeah, she's the one behind the camera and makes sure that the video is all good and the clips because our, our DSLR only takes 20-minute clips. So, she's the one that makes sure the clips uh, start and finish at good time so that we have good material um, for, for the show. So, thank you, babe.
1: It's all good. Um, it's, it's fine. And I get the first-hand like, experience episode, so I like that.
0: And she's a little sick at the moment. The last couple yeah. of days, she's just had a bit of a cold. So if you think she sounds a bit funny that's that's why that's why also if you do hear any any chicken roosters, roosters there's a lot of roosters here and they like to get vocal so uh if you do hear any of them in the background that is that's them just I hanging think. around here on uh on romblon island in the philippines so that's where we are currently guys we are traveling through the Philippines. Uh, In Romblon province, we've been to Sibuyan Island and we've been to Romblon Island where we are now. Tomorrow we go to Alad, which is a small island uh, off of Romblon and then we go to Tablas, which is a bigger island in the province Uh, and then we'll be making our way slowly back to Australia via Bali. So, really looking forward to, to all of it, really. But let's go back to the beginning. Let's rewind a little bit. So, basically... Yeah, the last time I spoke to you I was working full time at a job that I didn't really love. It was just sales for a software company in Boston. Um and you know, great people, nothing nothing against the people there. It was just not for me really. Didn't really align with um with what I was interested in. So uh it was a handy paycheck week by week and it you know, it definitely served a purpose for us, but It just got to the point where I ended up working at home for a little while, and we had quite a small studio apartment in Boston, and it really, it really sapped my energy. And I think Anna noticed that. Um, Yeah, a lot. Yeah, Yeah. really sapped my energy. Just waking up and working in the same space.
1: Well, if you can imagine, like we can picture the the image for everyone is uh you know one small studio where you have two people living in it, working in it and trying to have a life in it, it can be a little not great, I guess, and maybe a little depressing if you're doing stuff that you don't like to do or you feel like you don't have direction in the things that you're doing. So, yeah, it can be a little claustrophobic, especially... We didn't live in the middle of town, so it, was, it wasn't far away from everything, but it was a little trek to get to places. So I feel like when you have all those things in your mind, and it might sound like a first world, first-world problem... But in that moment, it definitely feels like claustrophobic and, you know, you don't, you don't know what to do then. It's like, okay, we need to change things.
0: Yeah. So we definitely both spoke about, you know, wanting to change it up and and looking at our options, whether it was like a new apartment in Boston or a little bit of travel or renting, uh, buying a van, which we ended up doing. So yeah. Um, so the biggest, biggest update I have for you is we basically decided to, uh, buy a van from some people that were, um, from Belgium originally, and they were finishing up their own van trip in Montreal, only six hours North of Boston and asked us if we wanted to purchase it. So we went through with that. Uh, that was a journey in itself, just getting a van from (laughs) Montreal to Boston. I won't go into the details, but, um, we, we did that and yeah we we decided to go on a bit of a a trip it was a it was a good time i think everything kind of fell into place but um yeah the reason why we're doing what we're doing for me personally i think we both have our own probably little stories that you know we we have to share on why we decided to do this but for me it was purely just feeling you know really uninspired and feeling like the work i was doing was not really going to a great cause or really going towards anything that meant was meaningful to me at least um so it was a difficult decision to make as i mentioned before you know you leave a um a, a paycheck so you, you know you're leaving that comfortable cushy kind of life uh which is probably part of the reason i wasn't feeling so good anyway cuz it it did get comfortable so yeah, starting the podcast was number one and Anna was a huge help in getting me to to start. So starting that up while we were still in Boston was huge, but then just deciding to take it with us on the road and um, really wanting to meet new people in the plant-based and vegan community that were making huge change and had amazing stories. I just wanted to share those. I just wanted to meet those people and share them with with the listeners of the podcast and at the time it wasn't, you know,
1: it was probably your mum and I, yeah, it wasn't,
0: (laughs) it probably wasn't a huge amount of people, you know, a few hundred people at the beginning, uh, were, were listening and yeah, you've definitely got doubt creeping into your head at that point, but that was the huge motivator for me. And obviously to see the world and to see my family was the other one because we had an opportunity where Anna had a wedding in Mexico and I had a wedding in Australia, and we kind of needed to go to both of these weddings, but it wasn't going to work with my job. It it just wouldn't have. I would have had to take uh, a fair amount of time off in a short space of time. They were only a month apart, and we just felt everything kind of felt aligned. Place, yeah, yeah, in terms of the van and the timing, the timing of the weddings and some timing, for some other things as well. Anna's um, passport. Uh, and my residency as well, uh, all kind of fell into place, and we just thought, you know what, we're gonna do this, and yeah, that that really is the why behind uh, why we've hit the road. But Anna probably has a little <laughs> bit of a variation on that for herself.
1: But well, yeah, I guess um, in the, like different from Matt, I've been working for myself for a few years now. So, you know, we all think that working for yourself is like sitting in your bed in PJs, eating chips and being on your laptop. But the reality is not. My type of work is blogging and blogging. It might seem glamorous and it might seem fun. And although it can be and it is fun, it can have challenges, especially because there's not like a textbook that teaches you what you need to do and how you should do it. You kind of figure it out your by yourself. And when I started, it was starting to grow a lot. So I saw the opportunity to keep doing the things that I loved. Um, But I guess at the point that I was just fed up with, like I had no direction of what I wanted to do my blog. I done it all, wellness, fitness, you know, vegan food, everything. Because there are things that I'm passionate about. But I definitely felt like that I had no direction where I wanted to take it. And at the same time, I felt like, I was not living, like, the life that I wanted. Like, I, I've always dreamt of traveling and seeing the world different, in, in different places. And I feel like I've been working for so long, doing stuff that, although I loved, it wasn't paying off how I wanted. I don't know. Just for me, it was like a little rabbit hole of, like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I, I want to take some time and figure that out. And hopefully we can figure it out with the things that I'm doing already because I'm really enjoying it. Um, as well I was doing I was a fitness instructor and although I love teaching classes and I love fitness it was getting to a point where I was feeling very borne out I was teaching too much and I, I guess like the whole environment as I said before like small apartment far away from the things that I really wanted to do and I don't know I feel like sometimes the weather wasn't like really help, helping me like the winter really got to me so at the, at some point I was like I we should do something about it because this is not going how i wanted to go and yeah we look into traveling or moving to another city before uh, moving to colorado or the west coast but neither of both have seen those cities so we didn't want to do just go and move so we wanted to see them and travel there and we found the van thing and you know as matt said everything fell into place and I, i felt like it was the opportunity that i've been like waiting for to just go and travel with my partner and see the world and see our families and friends that we really didn't see much before because we were traveling i mean Sorry, we were working all the time trying to make things work. Um, We didn't give ourselves the time to put the effort, like, you know, time and effort to see our family and friends. So, yeah, for me, it was a little bit burnout. out slash kind of lost direction. Don't know what I want to do. And it's been great. (laughs) It's been five months, and it definitely has its challenges in itself. Like, living in a small space was challenging, but then living in a van... It was a completely different ball game, and then traveling and being together f- all the time, full time is definitely it can be great and good for your You know, you, your relationship, but it also can be really taxing and like really um
0: tough, tough sometimes. Yeah, it can yeah. Be. there's moments without a doubt. And then I think from the collective point of view, um, each having like you know having kind of negative experiences back in Boston. Uh, personally, combining that at home yeah. was also, not a fantastic kind yeah. of energy. So,
1: and it wasn't like the people itself because we loved our friends and I loved the people that I work with. It was just yeah. a personal feel, like feeling like I felt like I wasn't doing my best. So, if anyone from Boston is listening, I don't want you to think that it's you because it's not. No. We absolutely loved everyone, and I think
0: and we loved Boston. It was yeah. an awesome city. I think yeah. it was just our own living situation, yeah, really, exactly. um, which inspired this change, uh, living and working situation, uh, especially on my end that inspired some change. And once, yeah, once I saw the, the possibility of, you know, taking a creative outlet and, and working with it and, and seeing, giving it a go, like seeing what it can become, um, was a huge motivator. Um, it was also a fear as well to, to see if it, if it would work out. Uh, but the the whole plant-based vegan community that we've been in touch with have been amazing along the road. Yeah, we've great. had people that have you know had to stay at their house um for for 3 4 nights. Yeah. Uh, especially in colder climates in upstate New York with Amy Hamlin and in Toronto with Peter and Jenny McQueen. Uh really cold weather, snow, all that, but they helped set up other podcasts well, for okay. us as well along the way. They're really willing to help and uh want us to be able to continue interviewing people around the world so a huge thank you to, yeah, to them all the people that we've we've met along the way and who have taken the time out of their day to uh, to come on the show because it it's been one of the best parts of our trip as yeah well. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. meeting meeting people and having kind of deep conversations <laughs> and and really learning a, a ton so um yeah that's That's the really long story (laughs) of, of why we're doing it. But I think, you know, it's, it's cool to know, I suppose, from a, I hope from a listener's perspective, as you see these people going around the world and wondering why are they doing that? Like that's, um, that's kind of an interesting way to way to go about it. So as Anna was kind of alluding to as well, uh, we did get this question, uh, what it's like traveling and working as a couple on the road. So I can go if you want. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely start I mean, you, you were going down there with yeah. um moving from a small studio to a small van. Um that is definitely a downsize, but uh, y- yeah, being together all the time and and working together, living together, cooking together.
1: Everything together.
0: W- so uh, why does it why does it become challenging?
1: I guess like you know, people might see photos on Instagram and Instagram, and think like, oh my God, we're so happy all the time. And um, we are like, we're like a happy couple and we love each other. and We've been together for five years. So in case you don't know, we've been together for a while and we have lived together for a while as well. So we knew each other pretty well. I think traveling as a couple can be really, really good because you get to know the person really in every single situation. Um, it can be tough when you've been together traveling for so long like traveling itself can be taxing like moving all the time not having routine trying to build your own routine and trying to see the places that you want to see you get sick uh, you know get hot it gets cold you know I don't react well to the cold might get like really bad with too like when it's too hot so you know sometimes it's just energies that don't work together and maybe one day I get up and the wrong side of the bed because i had a really bad night and i'm not being mindful enough and taking it off mad and you know it's like those little things that add up during every day on top of traveling and on top of not having your home so it can be challenging in that sense but at the same time you have to work together so i feel like we have learned so much more in these five months than in the five years that we've been together because you're pushing yourself constantly not only traveling and like trying to adapt yourself to a new culture because we have been to Indonesia and now the Philippines, which is completely different from Australia and Mexico and America, but only you know, but also trying to adapt yourself to be around family members and trying to um, understand their other side. Although I love both of our families, so it's pretty that makes it easier. So you are constantly pushing. It's you know together with the traveling, but then adding work on top of that. When we have to find Wi-Fi and probably give up an entire day of of exploring Bali and boot and going out on the rice fields to sit down in a coffee shop and just trying to give each other time to process what we need to do and trying to figure it out, what we want to do with the podcast, you know, if we need stuff for the podcast, what do we need to set up or for my blog, if we need photos, if we need video, if we need this. So sometimes it can be a little bit more challenging in that sense for sure so you're constantly pushing and challenging yourself and trying to you know again balance the whole thing of like being in a different country and not having a schedule and not having like your your kitchen (laughs) and not being able to cook the things that you normally cook so it's a constant energy flow and changing that you kind of have to like I guess put together adapt or adapt yeah not only as yourself there
0: there is a lot of adapting along the way because you know we kind of got we got pretty used to the van life in so in used in a to few it, months. Which and sounds weird, but by so the end used of it, to. by the end of the first leg, it was it really felt like home. Um, so, going from that to Anna's family was a bit of a you know a change up, and then to my family was another change up. Then to Indonesia, where we're going through different little places, Airbnbs, Airbnbs. Up we were lucky in the sense that two of the f- three places did have kitchens that we yeah. could use. The third one we thought had a kitchen. We got there and they had a gas stove, but they had no utensils whatsoever. So we were like, well, <laughs> <laughs> go <Go-jack. laughs> It's yeah, like
1: so an eats basically. Go check good.
0: But back to where you were going with it before. So you explain why it can be challenging and, yeah, certainly. Like all of those things um just being mind. I think it just really when it comes down to it all being mindful of the other person really helps a, lo- a he- like a heap. You it just makes a everything a little bit smoother, but we don't always do that. So no. <laughs> that's where the conflict tends to rise, yeah. but a, a little thing that uh we spoke about actually in next week's episode with M- Miguel and Patricia. Uh, who are also traveling and working as a couple on the road. They're amazing. If you want to check them out before the episode, they're on Instagram at freeoversea, and that's C as in the ocean, so S-E-A. And yeah, they take amazing photos around the world. But one of the things we spoke about with them was the importance of giving the other person time and space space on their own um, each day, really.
1: Yeah, it could be like anything. Like for me, it's going to the gym by myself and I don't like working out with people. Although I love teaching fitness classes, I don't like working out with other people because it's my me time. And for you, it's just like probably listening to a podcast.
0: Yeah, I like listening to audio books, podcasts. Um, if I'm in a place where I can go for a run, that's always nice. But yeah, just being... Being being alone for a little bit of time during the day, just kind of allows yourself to check back in with yourself, chill out, not have any demands Mm. on the from the other person. Yeah, I don't if I don't know if that's the best word, but like just dialogue where we have to schedule things,
1: right? And I feel like also depends on every couple. Like we can't just say like you have to do this. Obviously, even each other space. I think is basic for everyone even like in friendships and you know family and everything but also depending on like everyone like for us I like to plan things and Matt doesn't so if you know like that's how you guys work maybe having a little bit of expectations of what traveling for you is going to be like for us we knew it was going to be work and pleasure it wasn't just going to be pleasure and you know holiday and go and sit down at the beach all day like we knew that since the beginning so it's kind of it's Sorry. So, how you can juggle that together as a couple, and
0: make sure you get your workout on time, yes, all that kind <laughs> of stuff. So, yeah, there's there's been multiple challenges, um, you know, along the way, but
1: but it's also having really good. So, oh, it's been it absolutely been amazing,
0: amazing, and I think some little things like what we said about giving each other time, being mindful of the other person and you know knowing what stresses them out even if it doesn't stress you out it's it's continual learning continual yeah checking back in uh, with yourself and the other person as you go because every day is a different one so um yeah it's been an awesome experience and yeah you're welcome to go and check out our pages that are outside of the podcast I have one called Matt X Davy, and Anna has one Anna Alarcon or lowercase or one word on Instagram
1: and same on YouTube.
0: Yeah. And it just, yeah. And on YouTube, we've got some good vlogs up of our experience. We've had looking back, we've had some, you know, some cool times. So really grateful that we made the decision to go and try out, you mm. know, what we were really inspired by and, um, And what we wanted to be our creative outlet moving forward so now we have some bigger decisions to make in terms of what the future holds but before we get into that another question we got um, from uh, Eliza who is often someone that has some awesome questions for us and she's also a guest on the podcast Eliza Strock Um, what it's been like being vegan on the road so
1: Great question. (laughs) It's an
0: awesome question. I'll start off. So in the US, having the van and then also awesome vegan restaurants along the way, it really wasn't an issue. The whole way through the US, if we weren't, if we were eating in, sorry, there were, you know, Whole Foods, Trader Joe's, co-ops. I love the little co-ops along the way. Um, I think the... Ithaca.
1: Oh, Ithaca. Oh my God. That's and the my one in Minnesota. One. Yeah. Those are my favorite ones.
0: Ithaca, New York had an amazing one. And then there was one, it, I could be wrong, but I think it was Silver Lake, I don't Minnesota. So. I have no idea. It was just outside Minneapolis and it was on the border of Wisconsin and Minnesota, but it was amazing. Amazing. They yeah. had, they had bulk, bulk cranberries whole. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, I've never seen that ever before. Um, so yeah, really cool places to shop. So we had our tote bags, we'd stock up, you know, for two, three days at a time. That was about all our fridge could hold. Uh, and then if there was the odd amazing vegan restaurant or whole food plant-based restaurant, there were plenty along the way that we wanted to try. We definitely, we, oh yeah, <laughs> we definitely uh, treated ourselves in the U.S. Yeah, specifically. there's a lot of them. Yeah, um, we might have got a little carried away there, but then going down into Mexico, well, we I'll go, let you take. Yeah, oh. I
1: feel like well we can go straight into Australia because I feel like America and Australia can be a bit similar in the fact in the you know like there is a lot of vegan restaurants around your family's house and the supermarkets are amazing as well and even through like the road trip that we did from Adelaide to Melbourne, True. we were so surprised of how many restaurants had options with many vegan dishes, which it was pretty cool to see.
0: And the smaller grocery stores. Because yeah. if you can imagine going, like, if you are from Australia and you've done some road tripping between major cities, the towns in between are quite, you know, quite rural. So uh, we went through some amazing places. Second Valley, uh, I think we cooked for ourselves in Second Valley, yeah. but... Uh, beautiful spot. But then Robe.
1: Robe was like our favourite one. And Port Ferry. Best vegan pizza hat, like in a while.
0: Yeah, so Robe South Australia. But yeah, it was and it was very encouraging to see this because yeah. when you go through the smaller towns in the US and and Australia, uh you might not necessarily think that they're gonna have like Even like whole, almond
1: milk or soy milk. Right, they're and not they gonna have a lot the of options. Whole thing.
0: And they had they had everything. I think Mum at one point said in a small town in South Australia, I'm pretty sure she was like, this grocery store has better vegan cheese options than our local one. I know. <laughs> and um, you guys
1: are like next to Melbourne, like the city. Yeah, that's so. just like
0: Southeast of Melbourne. So, um, just to open your eyes, definitely encouraging. Yeah. Um, to see people in, in smaller country towns adopting those choices because it's all demand driven. So it yeah. wouldn't exist if, people weren't, if people weren't demanding it.
1: And I feel like also, well, We can go into Mexico now, but I feel like the expectations I have from Mexico and comparing it with Southeast Asia and the fact that you might not think there's a a lot of options because traditionally it's very meat-heavy and it doesn't seem to have a lot of vegan scene on social media and I wasn't really expecting much. But I think the biggest difference is vegan in Mexico versus Southeast Asia. Asia and then we can get into this Asia if you want um is that I speak the language so I guess it made it so easy in Mexico that I speak Spanish and I could ask what ingredients everything that we bought had and I could read all the signs and all everything on the packaging so that made it like super easy um in terms of restaurants and eating out there were a few definitely on the way. So in Baja California Sur, in La Paz, there were a couple of vegan restaurants, like all full vegan restaurants. Through Guadalajara, there's a were few there? as well. In Baja. Yeah, we ate at one where they had the pho. and we ate the Jamaica Carnita sandwich. Where the Wi-Fi was really bad. He might not remember guys but it's okay. Uh, <laughs> and the then,
0: Jamaica Carnita sounds very familiar.
1: Where the Wi-Fi was really bad. No, I You don't remember I don't recall. It's okay. Um but then when we went through Guadalajara and even in my city there was a few vegan restaurants and that was surprising to see that it was you know, there's no like it's not like Portland, Oregon <laughs> where there's a whole street of like vegan places. Um but there was options. So that was pretty cool to see and obviously speaking the language makes it super easy of just, you know, buying what we know is vegan and Understanding the culture, like for me, like I'm Mexican, so I have zero issues of knowing what has what and where to find things, and just asking for directions and things like that to find markets and all that stuff. And it was very surprising Mexico City. So we knew that Tulum and Playa del Carmen was going to be very vegan friendly because social media is all over Tulum and it has, you know, it's everywhere basically. We knew that for sure. Um, but Mexico City was a big surprise if you go into Mexico city you're gonna it's just gonna blow your mind. There's so much now that it made it super easy to eat out literally every meal like even in the smaller coffee shop that we had our first coffee in the Zona Rosa they had like soy milk and almond milk and I was blown away by how many places had options and I think even if you don't speak spanish you'll you'll be just fine'. because... Everything is like literally just vegan. (laughs) So many, it it was just really good, Mexico City. And then going to Southeast Asia, I think that we knew that Bali was going to be amazing as well, thanks to social media. There's a lot of uh, vegan restaurants, and you probably guys guys have heard the interview with the owners of Kind Community, which is an all plant-based restaurant, and they have two restaurants like Gift Cafe. So, Shanggu, Seminyak, Ubud is very vegan-friendly, it was really easy. There was even a vegan cooking class for us as well. So it made it really easy to for us to eat vegan out or cook in. There was many options and I think the culture itself as Hindu makes it really easy to have tofu and tempeh and coconut milk and things like that. Yeah, and the, then the, uh,
0: the other thing about Mexico and Southeast Asia was it's it's cheaper. So cheap. So it's it's cheaper to eat out when compared to... I mean, Australia seems like it's through the roof with, with prices. Um, and America is also, yeah. you know, not cheap when you're eating out a lot. So, um, the cool thing about Southeast Asia for us was that... Um, and and Mexico as well. Yeah. Was we had the opportunity to easily do both if we wanted as yeah. well. to To eat in. And it was cool to go through, you know, markets in Mexico. Little... The fruteria, fruteria, fruteria that is right behind, or right beside Anna's parents' home. So we're, you know, getting kilos of so oyster mushrooms good. for like two dollars, Um and uh, in Indonesia, learning about new fruits, new vegetables that we hadn't heard of, and then going to cook with them at the cooking class, Um and you know, having easy access to um, to a pretty good range of fruits and veggies that we could have back at our um, you know a part like little villas that we we'd rented out for the the week so really cool experience to mix it up Yeah. because in bali the the restaurants can be quite westernized so once you're in there you're not really outside your comfort zone at all you've yeah. got like a really extensive uh plant-based menu um, and many
1: choices like many many different yeah. restaurants are 100% plant-based
0: more of what you would expect yeah. Uh, but then I think the fun really starts when you go into the markets and the grocery stores to yeah. look for food to bring back uh, and, cook it yourself. and cook it yourself because, yeah, that's where you you learn a little bit more, I suppose. So it was yeah. cool to have both of those options free to us.
1: And I think where we are now, which is the Philippines, it has been the most challenging place for us in terms that there's not many or really any options to eat out and neither of us speak the language every island in the Philippines has a different language. So even if you learn Tagalog or basics of Tagalog, when you come to Romblon, they won't understand you. So that makes it a little bit more challenging because in compared to Mexico where I, you know, even if I go to the smallest market in the smallest town, I know what they're saying and I know what they're putting in my food and I know how to be clear to them what I want. Here, I have no idea. And the culture, it is to say yes and make you feel good, but then they don't really tell you there might be, like, pork in what you're eating. So, you've <laughs> that can be a little bit challenging.
0: No, you've got to be on top term. of it. <laughs> I suppose it go it can go two ways. So, our experience with Manila and even some of the packaged food...
1: Oh, we found, like, good vegan a, packaged food. Well,
0: a lot of it is in English.
1: Oh, yeah, true.
0: So, that has been easy, but as as Anna was saying... Yeah, going to a, a restaurant or a place to eat in a small uh, a small town. Uh, we were lucky enough to, to have an Airbnb host with us when we did eat at one of these places. But, you know, there could be a tray of vegetables, for example, and there might be small bits of pork, pork or chicken in it. But you might look at it and go, oh, that looks like a plate of greens. Um, but we got a jackfruit dish, which was coconut milk based and cool. jackfruit. We um, were wondering the whole time, <laughs> but we were like, "Man, like, I really like, you know, hope we can trust the people that are that are telling us this is okay to eat." And it turned out to be absolutely okay, but yeah. um, it's definitely a challenge you definitely when you don't have, have the more. language. Yeah, it yeah. is. It
1: is a challenge, and you, we found that we have to eat so eat more in Sibuyán, which is an island that we were just before Ramblán. We had a kitchen, so we cooked every single meal for the all days that we were there. Which makes it super cheap, like way cheaper than like eating out, obviously. And you know what you're putting in your food. And just a peace of mind that you don't have to struggle with a language barrier. And it's just a peace of mind, honestly. But now in Rambla, we don't have access to a kitchen, so... We're lucky that our Airbnb hosts are willing to accommodate our vegan needs, how they say it. Um, And we found a restaurant that also has vegetarian options and they're happy to make it vegan for us. So that was very lucky, but I can definitely see the challenge. like, you don't have a kitchen and you don't have a vegan restaurant close by, it can be a challenge to eat out um, when the language barrier is really big, for sure.
0: As an example, the people, again, the people you'll hear from next week on the podcast, traveled to this exact same province. And they unfortunately didn't have a kitchen at one of the places they stayed. It was on this island. They didn't yeah. have a kitchen. And on top of that, the restaurant that Anna just mentioned, it's called Yum's. Shout out to Yum's. They've uh, they've been a staple of ours for the last <laughs> the last four days. But that wasn't open when they were here. So they were talking about having peanut butter Oreo sandwiches. And Which
1: m- sounds delicious, but we can... Uh, debate
0: I, I debate that <laughs> strongly. When when I heard that was going to be something, uh, you know, that we might be eating frequently, I was a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit down about that. But we have not had one Oreo no, peanut yeah. butter sandwich. Yeah. Thanks to thanks to the hosts, we've had um, at our Airbnb here on Romblon Island, and also the uh, the restaurants. So we've got lucky there. Our next island is Tablas. Oh, uh, a lot. Oh, and a lot. Was, yeah.
1: So, yeah, our next island is a lot. And we're just going there for two nights. And the whole meals are included. They know we're vegan. So, we're hoping we get more than pumpkin soup and a salad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also like to eat a lot. So, that could be a challenge as well. But so far, so good. So I far, think so good. It also depends where you're going. Obviously, we are in remote islands of the Philippines. If you're going to the typical Philippine travel islands, like only the Palawan, Palawan. Bracay, all that stuff, yeah. I'm sure you'll be just fine. We're literally in towns where we're probably one out of ten tourists in the whole I- island. Yeah. And you can sense other people know that we're tourists. Um, so that's why it can get a little bit more challenging just because they're just used to their own thing. Like, they're not going to cook for one person that comes once a year, you know? So, but with that being said, also, there's... I was going to say. I was actually. This gonna is a say, fruit.
0: <laughs> I was going to say we can't one hundred percent say that because we haven't been to those islands. So yeah, no. You know. Yeah, we, true. That's true. We would think, but we 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 can't. I did get a question from a listener uh, specifically about the Pilipi- uh, the Philippines, because they were planning on coming here for their honeymoon. Um, you know, if if you are planning on coming to Romblon Province, uh, I wouldn't expect anything extravagant in terms of plant based meals. No. But if you're okay cooking, you know, your own staple kind of dishes like seriously we were having you know mung beans rice potatoes potatoes other vegetables and other fruits every day and it was fine and it was you know it was really good it wasn't you know eating out every night we were eating in every night but if you're okay with that i think it's a it's a fantastic place to come um yeah, we of, come for
1: the luxury we came for the experience really
0: and and the little tourism that is here uh it's a nice change up from bali so i hope that covers vegan on the road <laughs> um again ex- experiencing different cultures different languages different countries uh each place is different um all yeah all fun to kind of navigate um we're not we're two people that you know if if the only thing on the island was wh- white rice, we'll just eat white we rice. We would be eating that. So it's been fun to navigate and find places where we can, um, yeah, find some interesting uh, plant based options. So another one was um, how did we afford to to travel um, for you know for the time we've kind of allotted to uh, to being on the road? It was initially going to be a year. We're unsure whether we'll do a full year but as we as we speak to you now it's 5 months yeah uh, so it's quite a it's quite a long period of time um to get on the road uh, you heard why we wanted to do this uh so that probably gives you a little bit of an idea of you know why we're still on the road seeing families and also wanting to you know pursue our creative endeavors um is is why we're still going uh but I'll let Anna take the reins on this one you know, really starting in, in America, the day, we, you know, from the moment we left, um, there were ways that helped us uh, to afford this. So basically, for, you know, for affording the trip, there are a few things that contribute to us being able to, to be on the road for an extended period of time. So the first one is savings uh, from my jobs over the last few years that have been full-time I've been able to save you know a decent amount of money to purchase the van and also have some savings uh, for us uh, that we hope not to touch but you know if we have to then we we definitely will um, but we didn't want to completely rely on savings and we you know it's never guaranteed but Anna has work that she does online. And if you've been following her and and her journey over the last few years, uh, she has a blog, com, an Instagram page, Anna Alarcon. And she's able to work with brands, companies that she aligns with on the road. And, um, yeah, that definitely, I'd say that helped to be fully transparent. That helped a huge amount. Well, Well, in the first couple of months few months yeah on the road in north america being able to still get things sent quite easily because a lot of the brands you work with are north american so having you know friends around the country that are able to to help us with with shipping that was awesome Uh, but once we did leave the north american shores uh, it's been more of a a challenge um, on that front yeah
1: and also like, you know, as I said before, like blogging seems so glamorous and, you know, it seems like everyone is full-time blogger and everyone can afford all this stuff. And that's not the reality a lot of the time. And I feel like if it's your hobby, it's great. If it's your full-time job, that's awesome to you. Like there's no right or wrong on this. Um, it has definitely helped us on the road to sustain our travels, which is a pretty cool thing to to say. Like I never thought of that, that would be the case. Um, definitely, as Matt said, it was quote unquote easier in North America because a lot of the brands that I've worked with in the past are from North America. So obviously they're demographic and it's there and they're they're willing to ship product and collaborate with someone that is living in North America. Once we left America I have only worked with brands that are happily to send product to either Mexico or Australia but also brands that I just align with. I feel like the more and more I travel I realize that I don't want to have as many collaborations, but ones that mean the most. Um, not that the ones I did before didn't mean as much, just simply makes you filter a little more as a blogger the things that you really want to do and work on. Um, so, recently I worked on a personal ebook where I put a lot of heart and a lot of effort with my family and put together a little vegan recipe ebook where we put together 18 recipes. They are really close to our heart, and then we used to eat them at home all the time, and they have, you know, I grew up with them, so now they're vegan, are easily to make for us and cook, to cook for us, and we wanted to share that with the community, and they wanted to also learn on how to cook, cook traditional Mexican food, um, I guess, it's sometimes hard to explain what traditional Mexican food is. If you are in America, you might be used to Tex-Mex, but that's not really what Mexican food is. So I wanted to put this ebook to show you that it can be done traditionally and vegan. So that was a cool project to work with my family and put that out. And that's also another source of income that helps us to fund the podcast and to fund our travels um, and also, you know, collaborations. As I said before.
0: So Anna's just recently put that book out. So if you do want to have a look and and get your own copy, you can find it on her website, AnnaGoesFit.com. It's in Spanish and English. Yeah. Um. And I was lucky enough to try all of the dishes. <laughs> I was kind of like the, uh, guinea- you know, the guinea pig in terms of taste testing, which is you know, fine by it. me. Yeah. Um. But it's a it's an amazing book. You know, if you are looking to to try new new dishes that um, are vegan uh I'd highly recommend it or you're looking to get uh some more plant-based dishes, vegan meals into you know your weekly menu uh then you you're going to have some really tasty ones to to try and they're quite easy yeah, to make really as well I not all like of them
1: 16 of them are really easy yeah, and then I, two of them can be a little bit more challenging the even tamales, for us
0: <laughs> the tamales can be can be a little, little tricky if you don't yeah. have the you know the right kind of tools yeah but um, everything else is really easy. But yeah, really easy and, easy, and, um, and delicious. So go and check that out. Uh, but I'd say they're the main sources. Also just finding little odds and ends yeah. along the way. Yeah, We've we have done work like done that Done some too. stock photo work along the way.
1: I feel like, yeah, we have done that. And I recently sold one of my photos as well. So just like those little things add up when you're traveling. And we always hear and we say it. If you really want to do something, you'll find a way to do it. So if you take anything from this part of the conversation of how we can fund this is we find a way. There's no like right or wrong answer. There's not just one income. There's multiple sources of income that helped us to save and to keep funding the last five months and hopefully um, six other <laughs> more.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. And if you are looking at ways to to support, then you know, the ebook is one for sure. Yeah. Um the the podcast like rec- uh, recommending to friends or sharing it online uh leaving a review and a rating all of those things go a really long way in in helping the podcast as well um and then also youtube anna's got a youtube channel anna Alarcon, which um you can subscribe to you know check out the videos and and see subscribe. what we're up to <laughs> um which is yeah all going to to help us massively con- to continue yes. finding awesome guests and and producing some, uh, you know, some cool travel content along the way as well.
1: And if you want to keep supporting and you have friends that speak Spanish, we are going to pick up the podcast in Spanish uh, once we're back in Mexico and we're just waiting for our drive to be back because we lost a few things. But
0: also a challenge of (laughs) traveling, breaking hard drives, which, yeah, yeah, that was my bad. So we we started the podcast in Spanish uh, and we've got, about seven guests that are kind enough to all put their hand up again to, to re-record. So hopefully we can get all of them, um, why we're back in Mexico, but it's going to be, you know, a huge opportunity for us to,
1: to bring this conversation, to bring this to conversation
0: to, to a huge population, uh, of this world that aren't getting, uh, as much, as much of this kind of content, uh, important, you know, environmental, uh, vegan health content uh, in their own language in their own native language so i'm really looking forward to it i'll be the producer director <laughs> we'll be flipping positions and uh anna will be she'll be the host and and from what we did uh she's an awesome host and really loves it really driven um and she's excited to uh to join the the veg veg talk host team <laughs> Uh, So, can't wait to get that started. And then I think to round this out, what is next for us? So, after the Philippines, we are going back to Bali for a couple of days, back to Australia for a couple of weeks, and then we will land back on North American shores, driving the van back into the States uh, from Mexico, and from there...
1: Do a little travel around America.
0: Likely. Nothing's in stone yet, Yet. but... um, it's likely we'll relocate to the West Coast from the East Coast. Uh, haven't chosen a place to live yet. So if you've got any recommendations, let us feel know. free to let us know. <laughs> but uh, we're tossing up between LA and Portland, Oregon. Reasons being, Los Angeles seems to be a really good hub for people that are kind of pursuing creative uh, endeavors. A lot of people come in and out of Los Angeles. Uh, so we
1: can bring in more guests on the podcast. Makes it easier for us
0: spanish speaking as english well, speaking yeah. as well uh but then for Portland it's Oregon, vegan heaven. it's vegan heaven it's nature yes. heaven um amazing trails uh the the winter isn't as cold as Boston, so I think we and could, I'm okay with that we <laughs> could easily get used to that um and we really like the area having spent a few weeks in Portland in yeah. the north uh west oh yeah you know Seattle and the Olympic National Park, Oregon, um the state is is beautiful. So we're tossing up between those and then we want to continue doing this podcast. Yeah, whether it be from Portland, Oregon, Los Angeles or somewhere else on the West Coast. Uh yeah, we really want to continue doing this week by week bringing you awesome conversations and guests. So if you can help out that would be amazing if you just want to listen, that's also fine. Hope you enjoyed it, guys. That is a wrap on this week's podcast. It's good to get back behind the mic and give you a little bit of an update on our lives, uh, because there there has been a lot of change over the last last five to six months. So, um, it's been a huge learning experience for us. It's been a huge period of growth, and yeah, we we hope to continue doing this for, you know, a long time, and uh, bringing you podcasts week by week with awesome guests uh, from around the world. So thanks for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. Uh, Anna does as well. She, she puts a lot of hard work into this as well. So thank you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. A little bit of an insight into what we've been up to and why we've been doing it. We'll see you again really, yeah, really soon next week um and yeah can't wait to uh to chat with you again maybe episode number 66 we'll we'll see guys thanks very much and we'll catch you next week hello veggie mates thank you for tuning in really appreciate that um that was a that was a fun one for us we haven't really had the chance to talk in depth about our experience so far it's certainly been one where We've been able to grow together uh, as a couple, uh, but also really give our, you know, our creative endeavors a crack. Uh, I really wanted to give this podcast a go personally uh, on the road. It was something I'd kind of dreamed about in Boston. When it started, I did have up on, you know, a a big post-it note on the wall. Can I do a van trip and a podcast at the same time? Will it work? And I suppose looking at that every day and then making it a reality is kind of cool. I'm proud of it and I'm glad that, you know, you guys are enjoying uh, the guests that we've been bringing you from around the world. So thank you once again. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for supporting, reviewing, rating, sharing the podcast. Uh, It really is greatly appreciated uh, and it would be really cool if you can go and check out Anna's new cookbook. Uh, go to anagosfit.com and find her new Mexican recipe ebook in both English and Spanish. Um, it's quite a, a cool book. I was so glad to be a part of it. We got to cook with her family, make some amazing traditional Mexican dishes uh, that are close to, you know, really close to her family. So ones they've been uh, making for a long time and, and one Anna had, things Anna has been trying through her childhood, uh, being able to make them vegan, and give them to the world now is a really cool opportunity for her. So, next week, we'll be talking with Miguel and Pat- Patricia from Free Oversee. Awesome couple, uh, Portuguese couple that we met in Bali. Uh, they've been traveling for a while and they have an awesome mission behind their travel. Uh, not only beautiful content, beautiful photos, but also a really cool mission uh, and they want their message to be heard so i'm happy to share it next week guys we'll talk to you then and in between podcasts you know how it is keep it plant-based and enjoy bye